The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. That is a terrible, terrible loss for VCU, and the Rams have made things a lot harder themselves, and they really only have themselves to blame. Welcome to Rams Rewind, live here in the, beast, in the good and the bad, the ugly group. And uh, hopefully you're listening in podcast land. If you like what you hear even tonight after a loss and you want to help us out, there is a link There is a link to the PayPal in the uh, description on Podbean and your other podcast platforms. And you can donate like our good friend Timothy Sharp did. He sent us a donation today uh, and we really appreciate it. When you do. And yes, Chris MJ, there were some technical difficulties on the broadcast that made it difficult to watch. And there were some technical difficulties with Jalen Deloach, but I will get to him, I promise. But VCU loses this game 61-58, and we can distill it a lot of ways, but we're going to start with the old bugaboo that has bitten VCU so many times. And here we are again, foul shooting, foul shooting, foul shooting. They didn't have the lead that they should have had at halftime because they were 5 for 10 at the foul line. And they didn't win this game because they were 5 for 8 in the second half and the other team was 10 for 13. St. Bonaventure, after St. Bonaventure shot all of two foul shots in the first half, they were 10 for 13 in the second half. And that was really the main difference. Although there's lots of differences that you could look at. Dan Gaitanis, that would be true. I would agree with your statement. He's just looking at the positives, and if any, maybe that was good because it's a huge wake-up call that everything isn't as wonderful as many thought it was. Lots of work to be done from now on. That would be true if they were playing badly and getting away with it. They weren't playing badly and getting away with it. They were playing great. They were beating teams badly because they were playing well. This, this, this is, there's nothing to be gained from this. Yes, they might rebound and play really, really well. But this, of the next four games, this was the most winnable. You're playing, you're playing a team that has not won a road game this year, has not won away from their home this season. You have to win this game because you've got Davidson on the road. You've got St. Louis on the road. You've got Dayton coming up. You could not win it. You, you, can, you can't afford to lose this game. Yes, Christian Ferrace, Jamora Watkins was not good. But to be to, to Mike Rhodes' credit, even though I'm going to bash him later in this thing, Jameer Watkins didn't play much. He only played 15 minutes. And he only played eight guys tonight. I'm not sure that was wise. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a few more people in there. But my goodness, Jameer Watkins is – we're not even going to – we're not even going to mention him again tonight 
except for the fact that he, among many offenders, missed some foul shots. He missed two of them, including the front end of what one but two one-on-ones, by the way. Watkins did that as well, so really bad. But you just – you can't keep doing this. Teams that advance in March make their free throws. It is very hard to win in March if you don't make your free throws. And they had done well the previous few games, but they're dead in the middle in the NCAA in foul shooting. 184th. And it's not good enough. And they have all these guys who are 70% shooters, but when the chips are down, they're not making them. Are you making them when it matters? You missed the, They missed the front end of three one-and-ones. So that's not just three points you gave up. It's potentially six. And in a three-point loss, that's a killer. And yes, and, and, and I hope somebody asks about Josh Banks, Manny Whitlock, Bruce Stevenson, and the others. Because Josh Banks doesn't play a minute tonight. So I'm, I'm going to hope that he was hurt. Because that doesn't make any sense when he's one of our energy juice guys and we needed that. And you are correct, John O'Neill. BC was 0 for 7 from 3 in the second half. And let's talk about that. Not just the fact that VCU took 16 threes, which is more than they should have, and they only made two. Forget that. They could have won this game, except here's what happened to them in the second half. St. Bonaventure takes six threes the entire second half. They were they were a three for 11 in the first half. VCU did a pretty good job on them, except for letting Pharrell get open. St. Bonaventure was five of six. Five of six from three. Again, I mean, I know this team isn't as good defensively as last year, but that should be impossible, especially in a game where they're shooting not even 40% from the field. Incredible. That is incredible that that happened. Uh, Shriver was covered, Bruce. And and look, Ace didn't make a three-pointer tonight. Ace makes plenty of big threes for VCU. I don't have a problem with Ace taking that shot. I don't have a problem with that. There were some other problems I had tonight. Although, again, I think Ace was actually fairly good tonight uh, in a lot of ways. Except, of course, defensively, he, he had a bit of a tough game. Although he and none did a job on Banks. Didn't make a difference, unfortunately. They lost the game. Doug Hines, I'm not even sure it's that. He says we've read our own press clippings too much. Because here's the thing. I could accept that if the effort was like what I saw against Duquesne. It wasn't. I know the second half numbers don't show it, but we played a lot of good defense tonight, especially in the first half. In the first half, the Bonnies are 7 for 28. They're still in the game because the one person they didn't cover was Jan Flippin' Farrell. And he makes three threes to keep them in a game when they should be way behind. Between that and the foul shooting in the first half, a five-point lead could have been 10 or 15. And, I, and the Bonnies are a bad team. Well, I guess they're over 500 in this league. And I know that ain't saying much, but still. And they're 11 and 11 with a brand new team. So, you know, I, I guess they're not a good team. Yeah, but they're not a bad team either. And it's not, 
the problem I've got tonight is that every time we get momentum, either we let Farrell loose and get a three, or we do something to sabotage ourselves. And I'm going to start not, and I'm going to go to Mike Rhodes, who mostly, I mean, he he lost the battle in terms of coaching because doggone, doggone Mark Schmidt with those doubles down low really caused him a problem on offense in the first half. But they overcame that. And they have, you know, they get behind, they get the big run to get up six points. St. Bonaventure calls a timeout. Now you're up against Mark Schmidt, who is a great offensive coach. Somebody has got to explain to me why we pressed there. We've got all the momentum. We're getting some stops. I know they shot well in the second half, but we're getting some stops. We press there. We don't get the turnover. We don't, the transition defense, which has been good in a lot of these games, isn't good. Jan Farrell, the one person you can't leave open in the corner, <coughs> excuse me, is open in the corner three bang. And then VCU turns it over down the end of the floor. They go down and get another basket. And like that, a six-point lead is a one-point lead. And that was the second big turning point. But we'll get to the first. And Jalen Deloach, who has a really good game by the box score. If you look at the box score, people are going to say, oh, wow, a double-double, 12-12, and really good. One turnover only, has an assist. I think he had a couple blocks too, I think. Uh, Deloach has a block and a steal. So people are going to look at that and say, you know what, that's good. That's, that's great. But here's what's not great. VCU falls behind early in the second half, and then they get back-to-back baskets. Deloach has one of them. They've got momentum. The cr- crowd is on it. The crowd is up and excited. And they've got an opportunity to maybe get a big run on and get a lead in this, get a working margin in this game. And, you know, it was so critical. You had to come out and play well to start the second half because you didn't want – St. Bonaventure getting any ideas that they could actually win this game. So they get the back-to-back baskets to go up 35-31, and what happens? Jalen Deloach is woofing at a guy all the way down the floor and gets a technical foul. And I don't, and, and you know what really gets me is that I'm still hearing people like Robbie Robinson that say, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of cheap. And No! Enough! You do not have to run your mouth at everybody, Jalen Deloach! You do not have to wolf and scream at everybody. How about you think of the damn team instead of yourself? That is not about anything but you. And in a game that this team loses by three points, that is a killer. Because Banks, their best player, who by the way, I'm pretty sure didn't have a field goal tonight and they still win, which is ludicrous. Daryl Banks. Goes to the line, makes two free throws, and the mo- and then they score the next time down, and the momentum's gone. And the lead is gone just like that. And it's exactly it, Doug Hines. He has the reputation. And who on that coaching staff is going to sit him down and explain that to him? Because apparently nobody does. And I'll tell you this. I don't care that they put him. Mike Rhodes was more right than I was in this respect. He put him back in earlier than I would have. He had two big baskets when it looked like VCU was in trouble. But I'll tell you this. 
Jalen Deloach should not start the next game because I am sick of this crap. This is a very good player who could be a great player, but he constantly can't help himself. He can't help himself running his mouth at somebody. He can't help himself that he wants to get involved in a confrontation that has nothing to do with him. And I've had enough of it. And there's only one way to get through to somebody like that. And that is to sit down and not be starting a game and have to watch the game for a while. I am tired of this nonsense. That has cost us the game. That and the foul shots have cost us the game. And it's enough because, again, you can't, you're not, it'd be one thing if you were celebrating with your teammate and you get a tech. Then I'd be livid at the ref because that's ludicrous. But that's not what you're doing. You're jaw jawing and flapping your gums at an opposing player. Why? What's that going to do? This isn't the, this isn't street ball. This isn't, this isn't, you, you think you're going to intimidate Venning, who's a big SOB in his own right? Stop. Stop. And you got to get through to this guy. And the only way to do it is to play him less. And Mike Rhodes or somebody on that staff has got to sit him down and put it to him in whatever colorful language it needs to be put to him. I don't care. I don't care what it takes. Hey, and if you don't want to be the bad cop, give me a few thousand bucks and I'll scream at him and cuss at him for it. Because believe me, if this podcast wasn't going out on the air and this was just a normal video, I would be cursing a blue streak. Because you just, over and over and over again it happens. Seventh tech, is that right? Doug Hines, that's amazing if it's true that's that's seven techs. Because I'll tell you right now, in the NBA, you'd be, you'd be threatening to get a suspension for that. You get that many technical fouls. And you're absolutely right, Chris MJ. He's an improved player in every facet of the game, and he's a hell of a player. And I, and I don't understand it because a lot about his game is right, and, he gets, and he's, he is already getting the short end of the sticks from the ref. That's the other thing I don't get. The referees are already calling you worse than they call other people. Look at one of the fouls they called on him tonight where he's jumped straight in the air, hands straight in the air, and a guy jumps into him and they call a foul on him. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, 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 I can feel my head starting to wobble off my body. <sighs> but it, somebody's got to do something about it. Because that hurt. That hurt. That took the momentum right away. And it was every time VCU was going to get away from them, something would happen to bring it back. And, and I just, I had a bad feeling at halftime. I, I could envision it in my mind, this result. Not before the game. Didn't think there was any way in the world they were going to lose before the game. But at halftime, ugh. You could just see it. You could see it coming a mile away. And, and the worst part is, this isn't like Duquesne, where it was so bad and the effort was so so below what was required that you could just blast everybody and say, look, you do, you do that again and you're all dead to us and your season's in the toilet. And look at the way they responded from that game. They were dominant. Dominant in winning five games in a row and getting to the top of this league. 
And you've thrown a lot of it away right here by losing this game. <sighs> uh, and, and Bruce, I understand it. He says, I feel worse than Duquesne. I don't feel worse than Duquesne because we never had a chance to win that game. We were never in a position where we could even consider winning that game. We were that bad. We weren't bad tonight. We were dumb. And that's what I can't stand. And also, the foul shooting thing that rears its ugly head again. I mean, again, it's the same old story. When it keeps happening, you stop blaming. You stop blaming the players. You blame the coach. So, I, uh, you know, that old complaint is that old complaint, and and we won't go back over it. Oh, <sighs> so now, now I mean, what a swing too. Think of this. Last night. Davidson almost knocked St. Louis over. That was a seesaw game, and I was hoping like heck Davidson would win that. And St. Louis, to their credit, after starting hot and then not really playing well in the middle portion of the game, made all the plays at the end to win, and that that was excellent. And so, and and now, so I was thinking they're going to lose, and that's and VCU is going to win, and that's going to give us a buffer. Nope, it's the other way. So now, now it's tough. Now, now you gotta win, you gotta win at least two out of the next three. You might even have to win all three if you're gonna win this conference in the regular season. And that's tough. Davidson, St. Louis, Dayton. I know Davidson's not very good this year, but the Belk Arena is still a Belk Arena. And it's still not a arena we've played well in, even though we won there last year somehow. And that's going to be a hard game Tuesday night. And, of course, St. Louis next Friday is going to be a really hard game. And Dayton is going to be a really hard game because Dayton might be over their slump now. They slap Richmond from one end of that arena to the other. I just, I'm shaking my head here. We, we, we let that thing get away. We let that thing get away. And it was, by and large, I mean, credit St. Bonaventure's defensive plan because it was really good. But by and large, VCU did this to themselves. Because in spite of that defensive plan, they could have won this game if they defended the three-pointer better. They could have won this game if they could have made their free throws. They could have won this game if Jalen Deloach wasn't an imbecile and gave away a stupid technical foul again. So even with everything Mark Schmidt had to pull out of the bag, and he pulled everything out of the bag tonight, defensive plan, his typical great out-of-bounds plays, all those, all those wonderful, all those wonderful sort of reverse cuts and things like that. He pulled it all out. And VCU still could have won. Still could have won. Man. And, and here's the and the other part that really kills me is I was thinking of this watching George Washington lose today. It's like, man, if VCU wins, they will be two games ahead of everybody except St. Louis. And at that point, it's very hard not to finish in the top four because you've got such a such a margin. And instead, well. You lose this game, and now you're still in a good position because, again, you're one game ahead of that car crash behind us. 
where everybody's all jumbled together. But if you lose to Davidson or you lose to St. Louis, all of a sudden you're in that pile up too. So you've 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 complicated that end of it. The top they had a real stranglehold on the top four 24 hours ago. They don't have it now. And and they're gonna have to and and they know this. I hope they know this. I hope they understand how much harder they've made this on themselves. Jason Hutto, I hope you're right. And I'll say this. We've seen it before. We've seen dumbfounding, insane, ludicrous losses like this before. Look, they got waxed by Dayton at, at the Siegel Center last year. And then they won eight in a row to put themselves in position to win the conference before everything came a cropper at the Chaffetz Arena in the final game of the season last year. They win eight in a row again now. Let's say they pull that off and win eight in a row. Not only will that mean they'll have beaten Dayton again and have the tiebreaker over them, that also means they'll have won at St. Louis, which will probably be a quad one win at the end of the season. It also means they'd be 15-2 and two going to the last game of the season, and we'd all be thrilled with that. So let's hope. Let's hope because, again, it's almost a similar, it's almost a similar situation to last year. Instead of a 30-point loss to Dayton at home, it's a three-point loss to St. Bonaventure at home. But it's going to be difficult. These next three games are going to be really, really tough. <coughs> and there's still another game with St. Louis after this stretch. Don't forget. So Tuesday night, let's see here. Tuesday night, Davidson on the road. What I know it's CBS Sports Network, isn't it? Yes. 7 p.m. I've been getting off fairly early from this job that I've got now, so I feel fairly confident that I will be with you and we will have a live video on the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> Jonathan Barty saying the mustaches were a curse. I hate to say it. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah, Bradley Heath. We lost, we, we played Dayton and one hour before the game, Vince Williams pulled out with an injury and Dayton absolutely walked the dog on us for, for uh, from about the last Six minutes of the first half all the way through the end of the game. They just marbleized us. And then we responded fantastically to that. Chris Conway, no. They don't need to practice shooting three-pointers. They need to practice shooting free throws. They need to practice shooting free throws. Because you just – I mean, again, three-pointers, there's going to be variance. When you think of how well they shot the three the last three or four games – in a sense, a two for sixteen night was was destined to happen, because even though they're probably a better three point shooting team than they looked in the non conference, they're probably not as good a three point shooting team as they looked in conference play. So it's not three pointers they need to practice; it's foul shots, because foul shots have always been a problem, and foul shooting is a major determinant of whether you're going to be a legit contender in March or whether you're going to fall by the wayside. You cannot – you can if you have a mega amount of talent, if you're Kentucky or Carolina or Gonzaga, you can get away with being a fat, bad foul shooting team. But when you're VCU and you're trying to pull an upset in the tournament or win a game or two, you can't. You can't. Huh. <sighs> Oh, gosh. So Tuesday night, Davidson on the road, Belk Arena. 
We know what that's been like. VCU won there last year. St. Louis had never won there until last night. So maybe maybe Davidson not being that good makes, makes the Belk Arena a more conquerable fortress. Got to go down there and win. Cannot go into this game with St. Louis next uh, next Friday or this coming Friday with a two-game losing streak. That would be not good because then all the pressure would be on VCU in that game. So they got to come through here. They have got to go to the Belk Arena. And again, it's all between the ears with them. Foul shooting and composure. They need to be better at both. And Jalen Deloach, you should not start the next game. Because at some point, you have to pay the price for these idiotic technical fouls that only do one thing. Make you make you an even bigger jerk in the eyes of the referees who treat you like crud anyway and hurt your team. Because it doesn't do it don't fire nobody up on your own team. And it don't fire the crowd up either. So it's not about and it's not about you. It is not about you. And I'm tired of it. And somebody has got to say it. And if it ain't Rhodes Doug Hines, it's gotta be an assistant coach. But you know what? Rhodes has got to sack up and say, I'm tired of this. And you're going to sit when the game starts and you're going to watch for a few minutes. Maybe watch for the whole first second. I'll be honest with you. If I was a coach, we might have got beat worse tonight <clears throat> because I think Deloach would have sat until the last segment for me, until the under four, because I just can't. It, it, I'm going to sit here. You're going to sit for a long time. And you're going to be mad about that, but be mad at yourself and say, I got to do better and I got to stop acting like this because that's what I would have done. Because, I, I mean, you and sometimes you've got to make a point. Sometimes you've got to, you've got to make a point, even if it is to the detriment of your team. Because, yes, in the short term, that would have hurt, not having Deloach for seven or eight minutes on the floor. But in the long term, maybe he'd finally get it and learn his lesson. And not do this anymore. We've got this game, and honestly, we got the Arizona State game. That's at least two games where technical fouls hurt this team badly. And that's too, too many for me, and it should be for everybody else. All right, I want to thank everybody uh, in the in the uh, comments thread here in this video. Thank you very much for commenting. If you're not part of the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, join us. Game threads, and yes, they get feisty, but we say it how it is most of the time. Uh, other features, you know, around the A-10 where we keep our eye on the rest of the A-10 scores. Tales from the non-conference, which is why, actually what I'm watching right now. I'm watching Arizona State play Washington State. Uh, so we keep our eye on the non-conference opponents. Uh, VCU by the numbers, which will be Wednesday this week. Because VCU plays Tuesday night, that's one of our big features. So, and we and you know we keep our eye on all the VCU teams as much as we can. Although it's hard to when basketball season's on, mainly. So join us there in the good and the bad and the ugly group. If you're out in podcast land, thank you for listening on Sunday. Hopefully you get this, you get to listen to this before the NFL games and all that. I'll see y'all Tuesday night, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise and all that. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, have a good night, everybody, or a good day, whatever you listen to this.
to submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.